Alpha Male Entertainment Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida. U.S.A. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. College football season really officially gets underway today. A slew of games, and I can think of nobody better than Lee Corso of ESPN, fellow cigar connoisseur all around. Great alpha male who will join us second hour for our 2019 college football preview. We will talk college football, talk a little cigars, share a few laughs, And as we do that, we get ready for those of us here in Florida, the cigar state, the sunshine state. We get ready for a Labor Day surprise. Hurricane Doreen making its way towards the Florida Peninsula. I don't even like the name Doreen. I know I'm not going to like the name, the hurricane in general, but we deal with it as we always do. shall deal with it head-on as alphas. Long-ash greetings and salutations. A long-ash snappy salute. Semper delictatio. Always pleasure. Long live the alpha. Make America great again. Make masculinity great again. Screw the enemies of pleasure. Screw the enemies of plastic. Screw the enemies of meat. It does not end. Last week we talked to you about flight shaming. That's the next thing we're going to start seeing. Those of us that travel, we're going to be shamed because of the carbon that is used as the airplane with its jet engines roars through the skies. Yet it doesn't stop all those supposed big climate change activists from taking their private jets and traveling in their yachts and their gas-guzzling sports cars to climate change enclaves and conventions and meetings across the globe. Never fails. As always, we come to you from Command Center Alpha in the Cigar City, and I promise you, I will not use the term hunkering down the rest of the show. During hurricanes, that's all you hear. Hunker down, hunker down, hunker down. No, we will not use that. We will say we will be secure for Hurricane Dorian passage maneuvers wherever that may be. As always, don't forget, follow me, social media. Go to CigarDave.com, upper right-hand corner. You will see Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all the various social media sites. Speaking of social media... It always amazes me when Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, AOC, takes to the social media airwaves while doing some mundane activity. I don't know what it is with these politicians today from Robert Francis, Beta Male O'Rourke getting a haircut, being in the dentist chair. I don't care about seeing his chompers. I don't care about seeing him getting his haircut. And I certainly don't care about AOC while she is cooking macaroni and cheese. However, I did find it amusing. She had several comments in in about a... uh, Sergeant Steve, how long did her rant go on on Instagram Live? What was it, like 10, 12 minutes? Something like that, yeah. 
Yeah, she went on and on earlier this week. But there are two key cuts that really got to me, specifically talking about how great her generation is, that they're unlike any other generation. And I must rebut that. Let's, we've got two audio cuts we will play. Cut number one, hit it, Sergeant Steve. Is the new generation too delicate? No, I don't think they're too delicate at all. I think that um, they're badass. I think young people are more informed and dynamic than, than their predecessors. Um, I think that they are more sensitive in a positive way in that they actually care about other people's experiences and lives are they badass as they seek the safety of their little safe space their little safe uh their safe haven they're badass more informed now if you want to know who the badass generation was that was the greatest generation the world war ii generation and i would also say that we have another greatest generation, part two or version 2.0. That's the generation after 9-11 that said, I'm going to volunteer and serve my country, go to Afghanistan, Iraq, wherever the case may be. I had to laugh. They're, the, her generation, the millennials, Gen Z, they're badass? You've got to be kidding me. Again, she is so narrow-minded and Frankly, the only word I can say is she is just a simpleton. She's not very smart. People say, well, she won for Congress. She had some people that backed her, and no question, she ran a hard campaign and shocked the Democrat establishment. You never take your opponent for granted. But please, her generation is badass. She's a simpleton. She's not smart at all. And yet I see all these dopes, these young people that say, follow her. Now, not everyone. Many of the alphas that listen to this show, they look at her and laugh. Now, I never take somebody, I don't just laugh at her and say, well, don't take her seriously. Do take her seriously. Because the fact is, she speaks for many of that generation. Not that I know we have many alphas that are from that generation. I'm not talking about you. You're excluded because you were brought up correctly. You were not brought up to be housed in a safe space. You weren't told that you are the just perfect all the time. You weren't set. You weren't told there's no such thing as winning and losing. Everybody's a winner. Your parents did a good job bringing you up. But I have to laugh. Badass generation. Such a simpleton. Not for somebody that went to Boston, what did she go to BU or BC? I think she went to Boston University. Not very well educated in any way, shape, or form. Let's take a listen to what she had to say about her generation taking to the streets i think this new generation is is very profound and very strong and very brave because they're actually willing to go to the streets how about that like previous generations have just assumed that that you know government's got it let me tell you something you are the government like as a democracy we the people means you you are as a gut as a voter you are the government too. sergeant steve stop and it right there i've heard enough her generation is brave because they are willing to go to the streets. Then she goes on to talk about previous generations. Let me tell you about previous generations. While her generation, ooh, is going to the streets, willing to go to the streets, the greatest generation in World War II was willing to storm the shores 
of Normandy, while their asses were up to their neck in, in water, while they were getting shot and fired upon mortar fire by the Nazis, the greatest generation didn't go to the streets to protest. They stormed Japan, the Pacific, to liberate this world from tyranny. But yet, her generation is badass because they're willing to go to the streets? Please. This woman knows nothing about history. Nothing. And this, is, this really is representative of AOC and her ilk, if you will, of that generation. Not everyone, but her ilk that think like her. That everything is, if you take your finger, here's what I want you to do. Once you take your left hand, stick your index finger straight in the air so it's going straight in the air. Okay, keep that in the middle. Then I want you to take your right hand and your right index finger, and I want you to circle around that left index finger just like that left index finger is the sun. Okay, so the sun is her and her proverbial generation where everybody else rotates around her. She's the center and their generation the center of everything, the selfish center of everything. Everything is about them, their generation willing to go to the streets, their generation badass. No, it was the previous generation, sweetheart, that allowed you to have freedom of speech, that stormed the shores of Europe, that took on the Nazis, that took on Imperial Japan, that has fought enemies of freedom, that have fought the Third Reich, the Nazis, tyranny, oppression, just like Americans have done around the world since the formation of this nation. So while she thinks, and apparently she thinks that her generation should get a a monument for willing to go to the streets. No, previous generations did the heavy lifting. You're just sitting there and enjoying the fruits of their hard labor and their extreme sacrifice. Maybe you should crack open a history book, AOC, for five minutes and just read about World War II. We just celebrated a big anniversary of the invasion at Normandy, D-Day. Did a big show about it. I wonder if she even knows what D-Day is. If you asked her, June 6, 1944, D-Day, what is it? I'll guarantee you she'll look at you with a look of astonishment saying, I, I don't know. But again, her generation is smarter than you and I. They're badass. They're willing to go to the streets. Nothing could be further from the truth. And frankly, it is insulting and disrespectful for her to even contemplate thinking that her generation, because they're willing to march in the street to protest, they're tougher than previous generations. I suggest, number one, she crack open a history book for more than five minutes. And look at the sacrifice that the greatest generation and the generation around 9-11, the sacrifices they made. Why why doesn't she talk to some World War II veterans? There's still many that are alive. They won't be around forever. Maybe she ought to talk to them for 5, 10, 15 minutes. Maybe she should go to the World War II History Museum in New Orleans and spend a few hours or spend a half a day. She is an ignorant simpleton. 
And everybody loves to applaud her and say, oh, she's fantastic. What a breath of fresh air. She's ignorant. She represents the worst of the millennial and Generation Z generation. Very simply, she's uneducated. She knows nothing about history. And it thinks everything revolves around her. The arrogance that everything revolves around their generation. It is beyond comprehension. And when I listen to her, I'm just amazed. I just listen in complete amazement at how stupid she is, how dumb, how misinformed, how uneducated. And I don't care if somebody goes to Harvard or Boston University, a community college. Just because you attend a higher education institution doesn't make you educated. I would love to know if she even cracked open a book while she was attending BU. Clearly, history was not a mandated course at BU, or nor was history mandated apparently at the New York City public schools or whatever. I, I don't know if she was in Westchester County or whatever county she went to school, but whatever wherever she went, clearly they did not teach American history. Absolutely incredible. It never fails to amuse me. Bottom of the hour, we will be replaying my exclusive in-booth tour at the Premium Cigar Association Convention in Las Vegas of the Alec Bradley, oh, correction, Gurkha. I'm sorry, we did Alec Bradley, what was it, last week or week before? I don't know why I keep saying that. But Gurkha, we will be talking about Gurkha, some of the new cigars that they launched at the convention formerly known as IPCPR, now, is now known as the Premium Cigar Association. But the Gurkha Real, one of the cigars that they launched. We will talk about many of the other cigars that they are launching, including a big anniversary cigar. So we will conduct that. We will play that at the bottom of the hour. And then next hour, we've got the great Lee Corso of ESPN for our college football preview on this Labor Day weekend. And hard to believe, next month, we roll into National Bourbon Heritage Month. The entire month of September, I will be tamp- uh, tasting and sampling bourbons, American whiskeys. We do a big tasting the end of the month. And then October, we go into Cigar Oktoberfest. Next thing you know, it's Thanksgiving. We'll be talking about turkey, cooking maneuvers, frying, roasting, grilling. We'll be talking about that. The next thing you know, it's December. We're going to be looking at uh, Happy New Year champagne and sparkling wine tasting maneuvers. So we are going to a very busy part of the year. Now, I want to talk about very quickly before we get to litation. We have told you that the enemies of pleasure, the enemies of cigars, the zealots at the FDA going after cigars, going after cigars with massive regulation, with user fees, and now we're starting to see packaging changes and packaging proposals. Now, we've told you that in Canada, they must have plain packaging. It is going into effect, I believe, next year. Basically, when you go to buy a cigar, the cigar box in Canada will be nothing but a plain box with a giant warning label on it. And then when you open up this box of cigars, there can be no ornate bands, no beautiful artwork on the cigar, just a plain brown or white band printed with the name of the cigar. It is atrocious. It is horrible. But again, the enemies of cigar zealots, this is what they want. Because you and I, 
as adults, are not smart enough to make our own decisions. Now, I argue and can easily make the case we are far smarter than any of the Washington bureaucrats and Washington politicians. AOC, a perfect example. Nobody's going to confuse AOC with a Rhodes Scholar or a rocket scientist or a brain surgeon. In fact, she probably overachieved when she was slinging drinks back in Brooklyn. We are smarter than the bureaucrats. We are smarter than the politicians, yet they believe that they have the divine right to interfere and intervene in our decision-making process and to educate us on what products we should consume and should not consume. So cigars now, they want to put big warning labels. Perfect example, in Singapore, plain packaging will go into effect July 2020. All tobacco products, including cigars, sold in Singapore, effective next July 1st, going to be plain. Plain packaging. You cannot use a logo to identify a product, can't use color schemes. The packaging must use standardized colors and fonts. And when we look at the packaging that's proposed in, that's going to go into effect in Canada, that's already effect in Ireland, plain packaging can have a band. Plus, there's going to be a warning label in Singapore that goes from 50% of the packaging size to 75% of the packaging size. Any manufacturer or retailer found violating the law, subject to six months of jail time and fines of 10,000 Singapore dollars, which is about 7,200 U.S. dollars. And if you think it's stopping, it's Singapore, in Canada, in Ireland, not so fast, my friends, as the great Lee Corso would say, who will join us in the next hour. The FDA has proposed new visual and text warning labels for cigarette packaging and ads. And if you don't think that it's going to start with cigarettes and go to cigars, think again. They have just proposed a rule open for public comments for the next 60 days ending October 15th, 2019 on alternative text and images and any scientific information that supports a finding that the alternative text and images would advance the government interest in helping the general public understand the true consequences associated with cigarette smoking. Now, it starts at cigarette smoking, but don't be fooled for more than a millisecond that it won't eventually make its way to cigars. And they want to put very graphic pictures and warning labels. They've got mock-ups of the packaging, uh, occupies 50% of the front rear panels of a cigarette package. Mark my words, it's not going to stop at cigarettes. So we must be very vigilant. This is a First Amendment issue. You have to be of eight. Now, it used to be 18. Now you've got to be 21 in many municipalities and states to purchase tobacco products and cigars. We're adults. We can make our own decisions. We do not need the FDA to assist us. Enough of the FDA. Why don't you worry about the garbage food that's being tainted coming from China rather than us being able to enjoy a cigar in peace? And speaking of that, it is now time for the National Cigar Litation and Libation Ceremony. With an unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy, it's time for National Cigar Litation Maneuvers. Bottom of the hour, we will be replaying the in-booth, on-convention floor coverage video segment that we broadcast from the 2019 
Premium Cigar Association convention in Las Vegas, end of June, early July, with uh, Jim Colucci, Juan Lopez, with uh, Carlos Yacatorano, Kaisad Hansodia of Gurkha, and one of the cigars that they launched, the brand new Gurkha Real, a magnificent, beautiful looking cigar wrapped in an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper, Dominican Olor binder, Dominican, Dominican Criollo 98 Lajero Seco with some Nicaraguan Secos in the filler, a nice smooth, mild to medium bodied cigar, touch of sweetness, very pleasant. If you're a novice, you want something that's on the mild to medium side, it's not going to blow you away power wise, but very smooth and balanced. The Gurkha Real. Four different sizes. I pulled out the Gurkha Real Churchill, seven inches in length with a 52 ring gauge. Suggested retail between eight and $8.95. They will start shipping next week. Cigar altering and highly sharpened leaf exposing device. Self sharpening double edged stainless steel guillotine ready to go. Maximum BTU flame throwing and heat producing apparatus. Right from the Cigar Dave R&D Laboratories, I have pulled out, we call this the grenade. It's got a big tank, four big flames, massive tank, can load probably, tell you what, I could probably light enough cigars. Uh, this will last me till 2021. It's giant, that's what I will use today. Cigar, Cigar pre-lightation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two, one. Perfect. I have my cigar. I will now toast the foot of this cigar. Puff and rotate. Hmm. And for my libation, I've got some Hennessy VSOP, very special old pale that I will enjoy. Or very superior old pale. At least four years of age of these beautiful cognac brandies in a cask. About 60 bucks for the Hennessy. Can't go wrong as I puff and rotate on my Gurkha Real. And I'll tell you what. My cigar supply will be safe from Hurricane Dorian. And even if I have to securely get into a safe space to avoid the hurricane, my cigars will come with me. Our interview from the Cigar Retailers Convention, Gurkha Booth, coming up next. The Cigar Dave Officers Club selection this month is a Nova Cigar Super Premium Sampler including the Platinum Nova Sultan Box Pressed. This full-bodied blend features a dark Mexican San Andreas wrapper and Dominican filler aged to perfection. Want these cigars shipped directly to you each month? Log on to CigarDave.com to join the Officers Club. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Tradition 
traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. looking at the brand new video wall display at Gurkha Cigar. High-tech, state-of-the-art, brand new here at Gurkha. Jim Colucci, uh, president of Gurkha Cigar. I'm still getting used to saying that. I'm used to... So am I. I was going to say. I mean, uh, how long has it been? About six months now? Six months, exactly. January 1st, right? End of June, that's six months. There you go. Because Actually, I made six months. I can't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> With Kaisad, that is yeah. a miracle. Right. We're just kidding. The uh, I love this new video wall. Very cool. You can show all the new cigars. Very high tech. It's really a showstopper. Yeah, we did this is our first year doing it, and uh, we have bigger plans for next year. And in fact, we took a lot more space next year. We're going to have uh, 100 by 60. Very nice. And I like the two dames. You can add them yes. to my honorary harem. I knew you'd like that. I like that. In fact, when we were doing the filming, I said Cigar Dave should have been here. I should have. Next time, I will be there. All right. So, Jim, 30th anniversary of Gurkha. Big cigar that I'm enjoying right now to celebrate that. Let's go take a, a walk okay. over. I relay a story. 30 years ago at the Cigar Retailers Convention in Orlando. I think it was in Orlando. And a uh, guy comes walking behind me and he said, Dave, Dave, he stops me, he's carrying a briefcase. He said, my name is Kaizad Hensodia, and I've got a brand I want to talk to you about. It's my new brand called Gurkha. He opens up the briefcase, there was, I think, 50 cigars in there. That was his entire inventory. That was it. And I said, okay, he goes, just promise me you'll smoke it. I did, I liked it. And that was 30 years, well, less than 30 years ago. But that was really the first time he displayed the cigars at a convention. And here we are, 2019, celebrating the 30th anniversary of Gurkha. We've got Jim Colucci, Carlos Jacatorano, Christina in the Christina in the back is with us as well. So Jim, and you can see I've already lit it. A lot of flavor on this particular cigar, Jim. So let's talk about the 30th anniversary Gurkha. Okay, well the 30th anniversary Gurkha, we want to do something a little different. So it's got a Habano wrapper from Ecuador. It's got Nicaraguan binder, and fill is all for Nicaragua, and it's made by Aganorsa. Down in Nicaragua. Correct. And Jim, you've had a long association with Aganorsa. They, their supply of leaf is incredible. Yeah, they, they're probably one of the, I think they're one of the top three in growing. I, some, I think they're number one, but I don't want to get my friends uh, at AJ Fernandez and Oliva a little upset at me, but uh, I think Aganorsa, what I like about Aganorsa, Dave, is he keeps the best tobacco for himself and all the people he makes cigars for. Right. And then he sells, all the 
tobacco he sells, but he keeps the cream of the crop for himself. Right. So the 30th anniversary. There's Kaizad Hensodia, my good friend. Kaizad, I was just telling the story. Remember when we first met at the IPCP in Orlando? You followed me in a briefcase and you said, hold on, Dave, introduce yourself. You opened up the briefcase. That was your entire inventory of cigars. I think 50 cigars in the attaché case. Yes, sir, it was. And that was it. Now here we are celebrating the 30th anniversary of Zirkin. That's correct. All right, so Jim, talk about blending this particular cigar. As I smoke this, very flavorful. It's medium, medium full. Very uh, balanced, definitely some pepper on it. Yep. Definitely not for an amateur, somebody that wants a mild, creamy cigar. You've got one for them. Yes. This is really for somebody that is an experienced connoisseur. Right, and when I went to Aganosa, uh, Carlos and I, we, we, went, we went there to make two cigars, to make the 30th anniversary cigar and to make the Nicaraguan series that we'll talk about later. So. I definitely had to have a different wrapper on it because I didn't want 100% Nicaraguan, so we had to have something different. That's why we went to the Ecuador Cubano wrapper. So Ecuadorian Cubano wrapper, binders, Nicaraguan. Everything's Nicaraguan other than the wrapper. It's got a very Nicaraguan-esque flavor to it. Definitely. All right, definitely blended it to be more on the full flavored side. Yes. 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 And, right. and, and the Nicaraguan series is the full flavor, the fullest flavored cigar Gurkha has ever made. Will this be a limited edition cigar? Will the 30th be a regular production? Okay, the limit on this cigar is these boxes. Right. There's only a thousand of each. Okay. This is the humidor, and this is really limited for two reasons. A, the humidor, and B, these cigars are totally different from the normal line. They are. This is with the same blend. Same exact Same blend. Same blend, but Figurado, look at that humidor, that is magnificent. So how many of these are, are made? These humidors? A thousand. A thousand of humidors. A thousand for the U.S. market, and then the black ones for the international market, which will have a hundred. And then a thousand boxes. A thousand boxes, every size. But when they're sold out, it will come in a different box, still be yes, available yes. as a regular production. Yes, a regular production item, but only in these three shapes. These two shapes will never be made again. Suggested and, and, these, and these have different bands on them to differentiate from the red. And I just noticed that it has a double band on there as well. Suggested retail for the th Gurkha 30. In the, it's going to be in the 10 to $13 range. These are, this one is 15 and 14 And that includes the humidor? Or the humidor is extra? No, the, well, it depends on what the retailer does with it, Dave. But, uh, all right. All right. But so you're selling them as one continuous It's going to be unit. about an $800 value for the, for the consumer. With everything. And that's a magnificent looking yeah. humidor. I mean, that's fantastic. It is. All right, and a thousand and a thousand and a thousand of each individual box, yeah. and then it's going in a regular production. When will this be available on retailer shelves? This is going to be about October 15th. October 15th. So we're really still uh, about three months away. However, the, the good news is the cigars are all done. The cigars are all done. So they're going to be aged for at least three, four right. months. Yes. Outstanding. And I got to tell you, this is very, I don't know how long this has been aged, but this is very, very balanced again. Not overpowering, but just a ton of flavor. I would say there's about eight weeks on that already. So you wait another three and a half months. These yeah. are going to be absolutely superb. Oh, they are to smoke. And the whole, the whole thousand boxes and, and everything's all made. It's all sitting in Agadosa's warehouse. Outstanding. Gurkha 30th anniversary. Now we move over. Two. This is the Gurkha Nicaraguan. Yeah, this is the kick-ass cigar. So this is a Nicaraguan puro. Yes. So this is high test. This is high test. All right. We're gonna give you one later, Dave, but make sure you have lunch 
first. Oh, we'll have dinner and then I'll have one. When one, when one Lopez has to have lunch before he can smoke that, you know it's strong. Well, Juan likes full-flavored cigars, so Juan had to sit down after smoking one of these. So this is really only geared towards a very small subset of cigar connoisseurs. The person who wants a super full-flavored, knockdown, kick-ass cigar without really being harsh, but just a ton of flavor. And this is going to be a limited edition. It is. It's going to be ongoing brand. But we're only going to be in two to three hundred stores in the United States the first year. That's it. Because it's limited production. Yeah, we want to spread it out as much as possible, but we're going to limit it. And suggested retail for the Gurkha Nicaraguan. Okay, the Gurkha Nicaraguan is it's basically in that same price range. It's about nine ninety five to twelve ninety five. Nine ninety five, twelve ninety five, also made by Agonosa. So you've really developed a strong association with Aganorsa because of the quality of their tobacco and the quality of their cigars. <coughs> well, Dave, you know I've been dealing with Aganorsa for Long six time. years now. Right. Okay, and, and in my old position. You should say, <coughs> Jim was also the president of Syndicato. Right. And Gurkha now is distributing Syndicato. Right. And then in, in the days of Altidus, okay, we would buy tobacco from Aganorsa. That I was not aware of. Okay, I didn't know not that. very limited, but, but we bought did. it. And I should say that the Particulares from Syndicato, Agonorsa. Correct. Which is and, that br cigar. and that brand's been made since the year uh, 2002. Right. And that's a beautiful cigar. Yeah. All right. Now there's a cigar that is going to be geared towards somebody who wants a milder, tamer experience the Gurkha Real. The morning cigar. The morning cigar. Or any time for of people, day. Well, for people like me who go for all ranges. All right. So now we're going to move to the other end, this end display case, the Gurkha Real. And I would assume, looking at it, Connecticut Ecuadorian wrapper. Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper. Uh, Calls you go to rest this. Again, this is a, a nice, mild, mild, medium, creamy smoke. Perfect cigar any time of day for, for that cigar smoker that likes the uh, Macanudo, likes the uh, Monte Cristos, likes the uh, just, Romeo just the, the Romeos. <laughs> you know, uh, you want again. a creamy, slightly right. sweet cigar. Go. And really, Jim, Go. when you look at it. You know, everybody talks about the super flavored cigars and the full flavored, but really the sweet spot for most, I think, cigar connoisseurs is that mild to medium category. Yeah, that's it. And that's it. That's it. And that's it. And and again, who makes this? This is down. This is not made in Nicaragua. This is made by Cuevas. So this is a Dominican cigar. Yes. Made in Dominican. All right, so it is Connecticut Ecuadorian wrapper. Tell me the binder and filler colors. You've got a Dominican and Nicaraguan filler, right? And a Dominican binder. Suggested retail. This one's a little lower. This is in the $7.95 to $8.95. So that's really today, I think, really the sweet spot. Right. That middle price end of things. And when will this be available on retailer shelves? This is going to be available around the middle of September. Middle? Uh, so mid-September. So again, we're looking at a few months from now. Yes. Okay. Good thing is the cigars are sitting So they are already aging. aging now. Yes. Correct. So they're ready to go. So by the time... So you're going to really go on a almost a three-month rolling aging process for most of these new cigars. Correct. Yep. So they're making them, they're, they're rolling them, they're aging them, we and want, then you draw them down. We're just waiting for the boxes to arrive. So these are what, just prototype boxes? These are not the actual No, these boxes. are the actual they boxes. Are the actual they boxes. Are the actual okay. The, you know, the, the boxes are all made. They're on a ship heading towards Dominican, and those are heading towards Nicaragua. But we had them overnight uh, last week, package it, to pull the packaging to us so we could have it at the show. So how does this differ from the Gurkha Royal Challenge, which also is a mild, mild, medium-flavored cigar? It's it's similar and different. 
Okay. This one, I think it has a little bit more flavor to it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Still in that mild to medium, closer to medium. Um, but again, it's, it's much, much, it's a much more creamier smoke. Creamier, than, a little than bit than more sweetness. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Okay. Outstanding. We will continue with our exclusive tour of the Gurkha booth from the 2019 Premium Cigar Association Convention around the corner. Check out the all-new CigarDave.com. Get info on the cigars and libations the general enjoys during the show. Get recipes from the Pooch Pit and drink cocktails, too. You can listen to the show on our 24-7 stream or download the latest podcast to listen to anytime. Get it all at CigarDave.com. America is under attack. Basic freedoms, privileges, and acts that we would normally take for granted are disappearing each day, including the simple ability to enjoy a cigar. This is Glenn Loop, Executive Director of Cigar Rights of America, CRA. At a time when elected officials should be thinking about education, public safety, and creating jobs, they are actually thinking about smoking bans, new taxes, and regulations of historic proportions on premium cigars. The cigars that provide us with pleasure, relaxation, and fellowship are under attack. We have to stop it. That's why Cigar Rights of America was created, to work for a new political day for cigar enthusiasts across America, to roll back restrictive laws and defeat onerous taxes and regulations that impact everyone from your local cigar shop to your personal humidor. For the price of a few great cigars, be a part of this effort to protect your right to enjoy a cigar without excessive taxation and cumbersome legislation. Go to CigarRights.org. Let's tell the government we've had enough. Join now, CigarRights.org. As cigar connoisseurs, we love to find new cigars. We love to go into the humidor and hunt for the latest and greatest. Well, I do the work for you because as the man in charge of the Cigar Dave Officers Club, I am always scouting what is new, what is exciting, what is hot. At the Premium Cigar Association Convention, I found a brand new boutique cigar manufacturer that was the star of the show, Nova Cigars. We're featuring three of their super premium fantastic cigars in our August 2019 Officers Club selection. We're featuring the Platinum Nova Salt and a beautiful box press torpedo with a San Andreas wrapper. The Personal Reserve Leo X, nice spicy, tasty cigar, and the Platinum Nova Classic, very rich. Three great cigars from Nova Cigar. You'll be amongst the first in the country to enjoy these. Become a member of the Cigar Dave Officers Club. Go to CigarDave.com, $22.95 per month, gets you great cigars. Gurkha had a fantastic showing at the 2019 Premium Cigar Association Convention in Vegas. We continue now talking about several of their new cigars as our exclusive in-booth video segment coverage continues. All right, let's take a look at some of the other, because you've got just a huge booth here. It keeps growing. I want to go back to a cigar that was launched last year. We launched it in Buffalo, the Marquesa. A beautiful cigar that was very un like if you will, because Gurkha always known for their exceptional packaging. It's great packaging, but this is more traditional, a Cuban-esque-type package that Kaizad had never really come out with before. And this cigar, medium-flavored, this is a beauty. Carlos, let me ask you, what percentage of 
cigars that you sell are in that big 6x60 Magnum size. It seems to be growing. It's, it's, still, it's still a very popular size. Toro's still number one, right. but the 6x60 is still right up there as far as uh, consumer, consumers enjoying. Now what's unique about this, half of these are box pressed, half of them are just a straight cigar, traditional right. round cigar. And that way the consumer can, can taste the differences, what box pressing does to the flavor. Yeah, and I'm a big box press fan, but on both of these, no matter what, you can't go wrong. It's just a slight nuance. So this will be available also in September. Yes. How's the reception been for Marquesa? I know we sold every box last year in Buffalo at the Marquesa, Marquesa, Marquesa's had a great reception. It's, it's just not going to be introduced overseas to their European markets this year at the, at the Inner Tobacco Show in Dortmund in September. So it's, it's, it's doing well enough for us to uh, line extension. Suggested retail for the new 6x60 Magnus. Ballpark. Ten. $9.95. Now on your new video wall, I saw that you have a special bourbon barrel aged cigar. And as I look over at all the cigars that are tube that are specially infused, I've got to find, I know you've got the cognac, but I gotta find the bourbon. That's the bourbon right here, right here. the black wax. I gotta look at that. So tell me about the process of this bourbon. Everybody loves bourbon. I mean, bourbon, whiskey, one of the growing well, we, spirits. We, we tell us about this. We partnered with a, with a small bourbon company called Hartfield. So we use their their bourbon. We use uh, the cigars from the from the, the Maduro comes from Nicaragua. The, the natural comes from the Dominican, and we do our own internal pro, you know fusion. So it's an infusion, but it's not dipped in bourbon, no, and it's no, not. No. It's just a very subtle bourbon-like yes. taste. And then of course. I didn't realize this. You actually finalized the process by putting the cigars in the tubes and the wax right. at your facility in uh, in my well, I'm going to say now in in uh, Tamarind. Tamarind. Thank you, Fort so, Lauderdale, Tamarind. So not anymore. Not anymore. You're changing yeah. that. Because at one time you go in there and you'd see somebody actually dipping every single right. one. Too tough to do. That's true. So let's talk about all the other different infused cigars. So we got a brand new one. We got a light extension. We had a lot of the ladies wanted to smoke them, but they wanted something smaller. Much smaller, so you got one for the dames so, now. Yeah, talk about this. We've got the new Corona size and the, and the cognac, the bourbon, and the rum for the ladies. And the rum. I love this. All so three. this is a beautiful display, right. and this is how retailers will display it. That's it. So if you want cognac, bourbon, rum, a little bit different flavor, and this is what, a Corona size? Corona, corona size. Fabulous. And i got to tell you, I love I love Toro, you know that? Yep. But I love a Corona on a Sunday morning, read the paper, have a coffee. I'm a fan. It's I'm beautiful. A fan. I'm a fan I, and that's a traditional size. And, and Dave, when you have the harem over, you can buy a 10-pack, so you go, all 10 ladies can enjoy I need 32 <laughs> at one time. Can you come up with a 32-pack? Well, you, if you buy, and, and, listen, we got a 30-pack. One of each flavor. No, better yet, I buy one and they each take one puff. 32 yeah, puffs to the right. Corona, you should be right. good to go. There you go. Suggested retail on the brand new uh, smaller Corona size. It's, it's under, it's $9.95, $9.85, and then $10.95. So let's just say it's $10 average price right. right in there. Gotcha. What is the, is the, the, uh, the Cognac still the number one yes. seller yes. on the yes. yeah. yeah. That's still a flagship. Yeah. Excellent. All right, now let's go, where do you want to go next? The seller reserve 15. 15. 15. Yeah, Why is the 15 the, the number one, say, over the 12, do you think? Well, it was the original seller. Um, it's, it's a totally different blend from the Dominican as opposed to Nicaragua. Um, and it's just, it's just been, it's the consistency, the flavor, the construction, it's, off the, it's, it's perfect. We're, we're, we're so happy. So what we've done this year, Dave, is because we've been getting a lot of requests for a real 
Toro, and a Rio Robusto. So both the 12 and the 15, we're introducing a Toro size and a Robusto size, okay. a standard Tradition. Toro. Traditional standard size. Toro. Not, right. Not a Figurado. Not a Figurado. Which I like. I like the Figurado, but I like just the Toro size. So. Yeah. You know, so, so this is going to open it up to, I think, a different segment. Right. I'd say, I like the cigar, but I'm not a Figurado guy. Correct. Or gal. You know, it's exactly. our best seller, but we're expecting it to be a much better seller. So this is the number one seller in the company? The, right the now. Really? Yeah. The 15, the, that's incredible. Right. That, what's number two? Ghost. Ghost. Now, we also had a line extension on Ghost. Last, last year, we introduced a new Ghost Gold. And we Gold. did it in the Officer's Club. Yep, correct. Ghost Gold, and we launched it in Buffalo. I think we sold every Gold. box there, too. We did. So tell us the difference between the Ghost and the Ghost Gold one more time. Totally different blends. The regular Ghost comes with a Brazilian Arapiraca wrapper, right? whereas the Ghost Gold comes with the uh, Ecuadorian Havano Rosado wrapper. So totally different taste profiles. The, the Ghost Gold is a little bit beefier than, than the original Ghost, but a fantastic smoke. When Gurkha first launched, it was really on the super premium end of cigars. Right. Very pricey, and I think it kept some people away. But over the last number of years, I know Carlos, you've been working for a number of years with Kaisan. You've really tried to still make great super premium cigars, but at a more affordable price point in the seven, eight, nine, ten. Right. We want. We want. We would. We don't want to make cigars just for a few to make cigars for everybody to enjoy. So you, even though we still make some of those limited high item stuff, most of the regular production that we do now, we, we work very hard to try and make it into that sweet spot so that all the consumers can get a chance to enjoy our Gurkha cigars. Now we saw one of the humidors for the Gurkha 30th. Mm -hmm. Kaizad has always been a master at creating humidors and accessories. What can we look forward to? Has Kaizad been in his R&D laboratory concocting anything? Always. So what, what, it, it anything never, being never, released? It never, finish, it, never, it never finishes. It's always, I know, every time you go on his desk, there's always well, 20 humidors and yeah. different accessories. Well, listen, we got we got a gift item coming. This is under lock and key. This is how big it is. No, no, no. no. Everything's under lock and key. We have retailers in the area. <laughs> Now this, I'm just. This looks like a Crown Royale package. Now wait a minute, it's heavy. It's an ashtray. It's, it's a wooden ashtray. So this, oh, the box is the ashtray. It's the ashtray. Correct. Look at this. Take, this is that is fantastic. So you, people buy five cigars. Ashtray. Complimentary. No, 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 no. Oh, no, there no, is a place no, for it. No. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. This, uh, that was yeah. one of those deals where if you buy the five, like the humidor, we throw in the Come humidor. On, we're talking about Kaiser. No, no. We can, this is a, this is an expensive uh, ashtray. And this is all the seller reserve. Yeah. Yes. One of each ashtray. Right. When will this be? How much and when? Christmas time. It's be a so this will be just October, one time, Christmas kind of a Christmas deal. Well, not necessarily. It could be. Wait, there's always Father's Day, right. Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. Valentine's you know, your girlfriend may need one for Valentine's July Fourth. You know, I mean, you never know. We're going to create a Men's Day, and then we'll, you know, we'll offer that. You know, I say Men's Day should be every day of the year. Okay. So, uh, suggested retail on this. Suggested retail. This could be seventy-five dollars. Seventy-five with the cigars. Correct. And with the ashtray. Yeah. Outstanding. All right. So the big. The big takeaway from Gurkha, the Gurkha 30th, yep. which uh, October, the, which is also very limited initially, and then the Gurkha Nicaragua, Correct. super full cigar, which will be available October, Gurkha Real, which you said I believe September, more on the mild, medium bodied cigar. Right. The Nicaraguan series also could be in September. Nicaraguan September, September as well. September. On, on the Nicaraguan series, September on the Trenton. middle of September, on the Real. And the Trenta is going to be about the first week of October. I think we should do one of each. Of, well, maybe not the 30th because that's going to be limited. But maybe we do the Real and we do the Nicaragua for a future officers club. I think that could be a good 
good selection. The Something Nicaragua the, series would be a good one. That would be on the full, but maybe we do one mile. Maybe we do okay. a real as well. Kind of give go. people a warm up, and then we get them into that full body right. Nicaragua. We kind of tease them. After they grow up. Fantastic cigars from Gurkha. They launched at the 2019 Premium Cigar Association Convention in Vegas. Hard to believe that that convention was already two months ago. But the Gurkha Real that I am enjoying, absolutely magnificent. You should start seeing it in your local retailer next week. Many retailers starting to receive them already. A fantastic cigar. Great price. Cannot go wrong. Next hour on this Labor Day edition of the Cigar Dave Show, we will be joined by our good friend, college football broadcaster extraordinaire Lee Corso for our 2019 college football preview. I say my Syracuse Orangemen are going to win it all. And as Lee would say, not so fast, my friend, but a much improved team will be joined by Lee as we celebrate college football, the start of next hour. This is AMEN, the Alpha Male Entertainment Network. from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time. For the General, General Cigar, Cigar Day. Day. The weather is about to turn cooler. The humidity is about to break. The aroma of football, not just great cigars, but the aroma of football is in the air. You can smell it. It is a fantastic time of the year. College football, pro football. We're getting ready to start National Bourbon Heritage Month, then go into Cigar Oktoberfest. As our guest this hour would say, life is good. And as always, before the college football season starts, we are joined by one of the legends in college football and college football broadcasting, the great Lee Corso. Not so fast, my friend, because we're going to spend the entire hour with Lee talking college football. We'll break it down. It started Saturday night in what I thought was kind of a so-so game, but we'll get to it right now. And we welcome you back. As always, don't forget, follow me at social media. Go to CigarDave.com and you can follow us. All the social media platforms, upper right-hand corner. It is my pleasure to welcome a longtime friend of the Cigar Dave show and legend in the world of college football and college football broadcasting, Lee Corso, from direct from college football headquarters in Orlando. Lee, great to have you, my friend. Cigar Dave, it's great. It, it means... To me, college football is started when I'm on the Cigar Dave show. That's right. It also means that I send you great cigars to get you through the college football season. Every, every month I get them, and they're terrific. I enjoy them so very much. I got a big one saved for Saturday night in Dallas. Outstanding. Now, Lee, I want to go back to how you and I first met. It's a great story. The ESPN uh, Club or ESPN Zone opened up, I want to say, in Orlando at Disney right around, I think it was like right around 1996 or 97, and they had a big yeah. party, and I happened to be invited to that party, 
And, I mean, a who's who. Everybody was there. You were there. Brent Musburger, the fabulous sports babe, Nancy Donnellan at the time. Everybody was there. It was a happening, happening place, happening party. And I happened to meet you. You were very cordial. And as I am walking back to my hotel room, I look up on the balcony of one of the hotels on the walkway, and I see a guy in his pajamas smoking a cigar. Yep, I- my, and I look up and I said, "It's Lee Corso." It's my ritual. I got I uh, do it every week, and I, I tell you one thing: I enjoy it so very much. The cigars you send me. Well, fantastic, and and it's great because right from then I said, "I didn't know you smoked cigars." <laughs> I got to get you on the show. You literally you screamed your phone number down from like the third story <laughs> balcony, and I called you, and it's been a tradition. We've had you on now, Lee. I want to say about. 20 years, so it really is uh, always wonderful to have you on, and we I, I look forward to it all the time because we always have a lot of fun. Now, before we get into the coaching changes, and we're going to look at college football coaching changes. We'll break down this, the, the various uh, conferences, some key matchups with predictions, but first of all, Lee, I would always kid you every year saying, my Syracuse Orangemen, they got a shot at winning the national championship, and you would always say, Next year, my Not friend. Not so fast, my friend. Not, Not so, so fast, fast next year. But wait a minute. Dino Babers, Syracuse finishes number 10, takes that program from deader than dead. He has turned it around. They gave him a contract extension. He's recruiting great. The team looks good. I love what Syracuse has done. I'm proud that we finally got a great football coach in there and a program on the right track. Remember one thing, and I'm telling you right now, I think it's the third or fourth week, Syracuse plays Clemson at Syracuse in the Dome. I tell you what, the la- I think the last time they played there, Syracuse won. And I'm telling right now, if Clemson is upset early in the year, it will be Syracuse it will beat them at Syracuse. Well, Lee, last year, Syracuse almost should have beaten Clemson at Clemson, yeah. they were playing, and, and it, it was really the fourth quarter. Syracuse just kind of wilted, and that was the start of when they uh, replaced. They put in that young, the, the freshman quarterback, and the rest is yeah. history. They end up going to win the championship. But Syracuse, I'll tell you, Dino Babers has done a great job with that program, and it took him a couple of years to get it turned around, but he is on the right track. Recruiting is good, and I think you hit it right on the head. If they can beat Clemson, I think yes. – That could really change the dynamics of the ACC. All right, let's take a look, Lee, at, first of all, before we even get into the college coaching changes, last week we had a big game, Florida-Miami, last Saturday. But let's talk about how you prepare for the season because you really, for you to get in in the mode, you spend pretty much all offseason. It doesn't end for you. So talk about how you get ready for the season. Well, first of all, I do a lot of study about uh, the articles and, and, and written information about the teams. And then I go away for a couple of days and, and hibernate and think, think about the college football and only that. And that really helps me because I have no interference, no phone calls, no nothing. And I just concentrate on football and I make myself ready to go for, for the season. It usually is three weeks before the season I go on a retreat. That's it. And so you're holed up, you get ready to go, you you study, yeah. and, and, and that's it. You're in your, like, cave, ready for the season. That's right. That's right. That's exactly what I do, and it, and it has helped me over the years to get ready for the season. All right. Let's take a look at some of the coaching changes 
Uh, some big names, some big changes. First up, we've got to look at Houston. Major Applewhite out. Dana Holgerson goes from West Virginia back to Houston. Well, I think that Dana will do a great job. He has, he's an offensive coach, and that's exactly what Houston needs. He's got the he got the um, experience and the know how how to do it. I think it was a great hour. In fact, I think UCF, Central Florida, biggest obstacles from, the, from now on will be Houston. I think he will take the program to the greater heights. All right, let's take a look at uh, Kansas. David Beatty's out. <laughs> Les Miles, formerly of LSU, in. Does that surprise you that Les Miles took the Kansas job? No, I think he wanted to get back in coaching, and that was a good opportunity for him. You know, I think people don't understand. Once you're a coach, you're always a coach. And your relationship with the players is very important, and you miss that, and you want to get back in it. I think Les Miles will do a great job. In fact, college football is a lot better with less coaching in it. Do you think that uh, he can? I mean, Kansas. That's never. Nobody's really won there. Is that is that an opportunity? You think he can turn that around? Turn around is uh, relative. Yeah, he's got one problem there: the Kansas basketball team. And I know that. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I was the only coach in America that coached two of the greatest basketball schools, Louisville and Indiana. I had the right. I had the right school. I had the wrong job. <laughs> because those jobs, it's that competition in this uh, uh, tough there, including when Mac Brown took over North Carolina. So Kansas, North Carolina, those are tough jobs to win. And Indiana, because of the, of the relationship, the basketball is top number one. Well, speaking of North Carolina, Mac Brown takes over for Larry Fedora. Now, I like Mac Brown, but I think he made a huge mistake bringing in Greg Robinson as his defensive coordinator. Greg Robinson destroyed the Syracuse program. He never was a great defensive coordinator. I think that uh, that he's going to be making a big mistake by bringing in coaches that maybe aren't as, let's just say, as hip as they need to be in uh, 2019. You said that. I didn't. I know I just said that. You don't, You think Greg I, I, Robinson I want, is going to be okay wait, there? Wait, wait, wait. I want everybody to hear that because they'll come back and say, I said it. You said that. I don't, I don't evaluate coaches like that. I, I'm sorry. I, uh, the, uh, the good coaches and the hire the people they want to coach for them. That's what Mac did. He hired a man. He wanted to coach for him. That's it. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. Syracuse, I believe, we'll plays see. them we'll this see. year. So we'll see. So we'll see. All right. Ohio State, Urban Meyer out. Ryan Day is in. He took over as the interim last year, did a pretty good job. I don't think they'll fall off at all there. No, I don't think so. Either. Ryan Day is coach Day is a good coach. And he's got a new quarterback named Fields. It's a big, strong kid running the ball. I think Ohio State will still be the team to beat in the Big Ten. You know, interesting uh, change of at Liberty. Syracuse opens up at Liberty. Turner Gill uh, resigns. Hugh Freeze gets the job, left his previous job with a lot of controversy. Very good coach. Could be a good opportunity for him to get back on the radar. Yeah, it's it's a good opportunity to to, um, change the attitude towards you. I think he needs another chance. This is it. And congratulations to Liberty for giving him another chance. He, he deserved another chance, at least one more. 
Yep, no question about it. And the last big change, we talked about West Virginia, Dana Holgerson going to Houston. Neil Brown moves from West Virginia. I can't remember where he came from. He came from, was it Valdosta State or another school, but had a lot of success at his previous stop. Yes, he had, and he always has been. But I think the problem with this, West Virginia is a border situation. You're going to either good, good kids or not. And I'll tell you one, his recruiting is the key. I think that West Virginia will have a slight letdown now in a couple of years because of recruiting. We opened up Saturday night. It was Miami, the U, and Florida. And I have to tell you, Florida did not look like a top-10 team to me. Their quarterback, Franks, I think uh, needs to lay off the attitude a little bit. Very sloppy game all the way around. Well, you're absolutely right. In fact, I tell you what, I was, I was on the sideline and I saw a game. Physically, I think Miami looked like the better football team. No question, they were big, yep. strong, and they had great running backs, a good quarterback running the ball as a freshman. And I, I tell you what, I was more impressed with Miami than I was with Florida. Although Florida's ranked number eight in the country, I'd make them about 15th to 20th in the country. They did not look like they, they, they were fortunate to win the game. And I tell you what, I was impressed with Miami. I think Miami's going to be a much better football team than people think. Yeah, the only thing, their offensive line towards the end was a sieve. They just absolutely well, it, broke down. Because they knew they had to throw the ball. Anytime you have the quarterback has to throw the ball, the defensive line, it just eats them up. Right, no question about it. All right, so let's take a look, uh, Lee. At some at the different conferences, I mean, I think really the two teams you have to look before you even talk about conferences. The two teams you got to look at every year, until proven otherwise, Alabama and Clemson. There's no question about it. they're head and shoulders above everybody else. Well, teams like Georgia are close, and LSU is a close team. Ohio State, Michigan—they're all close, but they're way ahead of everybody else. You know, you've got two great coaches. And they keep stocking up. And, and, you know, you look at Alabama and you look at Nick Saban. Not only does he lose players that graduate that get chosen in the NFL draft, he loses coaches every year. I think this is the third year in a row where the majority of his coaches have turned over, yet they keep winning every year. I think he has seven new coaches this year. And I tell you what, Coach Saban has done one thing. He has proven to me that he is a good coach, but he is a great coach of coaches. He brings them in and takes their coaches, makes them better off, and then puts them off in the head coaching jobs. That's a great compliment to Coach Saban. I tell you what, it's not not bad that he does that. I tell you what, if I was assistant coach, well, the one place I'd want to go is Alabama because he'll, he'll make you a better football coach and get you a good job. Oh, I think you're totally correct. I think you, you study under, under Nick Saban spend a few years with him, you are going to learn not only his systems, what makes him go, you're going to learn just the recruiting. And yeah, I think that that to me is almost as if you are a resident working at the Mayo Clinic or the Cleveland Clinic. You know, you get, you get, you get three, three, four years under him there, even a year or two. I think that really makes you more marketable. And I think you look, if you want to be the best, I think you learn from the best. There's no question about it. Again, I say to you this, there's great coaches in the country, a lot of good coaches, but a lot of them cannot coach the coaches. 
he not only coaches the team, he coaches those coaches to be better, and that's a great compliment to him. Lee, Nick Saban, uh, during a press conference, was asked about one of the kids on his program that I guess got into trouble, and he went into a, a very passionate defense of why he keeps kids around that, that get into problems, may have an issue, uh, unless it's a serious major crime. His rationale was, look, these are 18, 19-year-old, 20-year-old kids. They're young. They make mistakes. And would you rather have the kid on the team where I can oversee him, where I can discipline him, get him on the right track, or you want the kid on the street? And he, he brought up a good example of a player when I believe he was at Michigan State that got into some issues. He kept him on the team. He disciplined him, kept him around. Musha Muhammad goes and plays for the yeah. Carolina Panthers for 15 years ends up becoming a solid citizen, seven kids, his oldest daughter is at Princeton. He said, you know, wh- where do you want, you, you want a kid that, that I can help and, and mold who ends up having a daughter going to Princeton, or do you want a kid that's on the street? And he brought up a very, very good point. Unfortunately, it's not just the, uh, the students that play on the football or basketball team. There's other students that need that guidance as well. I think he's absolutely right. The only problem with that is a public perception. You know what I mean? The more you do it, the public has an, a leery eye to you. I think he's he's got a great point. I think he names a good kid. I think he, he's, they deserve a second chance like everybody else. But make sure he presents it. If he gets a kid in, in trouble big time, he got to get rid of him. Because I tell you what, Public perception will hurt you. Yeah, there's no question about it. I, I, I totally agree. But, look, the fact of the matter is Nick Saban is not a pushover. And if there's a player no. that's an issue, he's going to deal with them. And, uh, look, I, you know, the reason – you know this, Lee. Why do they put erasers on the end of Dixon Ticonderoga <laughs> number 2 pencils, my friend? Because everyone Erasing makes mistakes. mistakes. To get rid of mistakes. That's right. Uh, how, how's that for a seg, Lee? Was that not perfect or what? It's perfect. Dixon number two pencil, the best pencil in the world. There you go. Exactly. And used by students since the time we were, I think, in kindergarten. No question about it. All right. So, Lee, let's take a look at uh, let's look at some of the uh, various uh, conferences. First up, uh, actually, let's go through the uh, the top ten or the top twenty five first of all before we get into the conferences. Uh, you know, I haven't seen the latest. In fact, I want to pull up the latest um, ESPN. Uh, college football ranking. Who, who do you have as number one right now? Everybody else has Clemson. I I have Clemson. Not they're number one now, but they won't end up number one. I don't have them. Alabama number two, Georgia is three, and in Oklahoma, Ohio State, the same old teams over and over again. And look for good reason because they and you look you got LSU, Michigan, Florida. Although Florida, I think, is going to drop from where they were. Yeah, Notre Dame, Texas, Texas, Oregon. And, but Lee, wait a minute. You know who comes in at number twenty-two on both the coaches' poll and the AP twenty top twenty-five? Ooh, Syracuse. You are correct, my friend. The Orange Men ahead of. By the way, I love Washington State too. I absolutely love their coach. I love what I, I can't believe. And the name escapes me right now. Who's their coach? Uh, Mike Leach. Thank you. The, uh, ahead, right for the air raid offense. He's done a great job turning a moribund program around. It is amazing to me the number of teams that passed on him, including Florida, when he was available. 
I don't know all, all the stories, but there's a lot of not unwritten stuff about him that people don't want to pay the price to get him. That's it. Secret. That winning is not important if other, other things count. I think uh, Mike Leach is a great coach. Not only that, he produces great coaches. He's he's besides Saban. I think Leach is of most coaches in the country coaching. He's a terrific coach. So when we look okay. at the ACC, I mean, you got to talk Clemson number one. Uh, but yes, the big yes. question is going to be, you know, we saw Miami. You got some of the other Florida schools. Florida State had a disastrous year last year. You think Florida State is going to come back? Yeah, I think they'll come back. How far they come back determines a lot on quarterback play. But Florida State is a good team. Miami, I think, is a big a team that the uh, Clemson's got to watch out for. I think they physically can play with, with Clemson. I don't know. They, they haven't beaten them in a while, and they might not. But Syracuse, you got to be careful. Syracuse is a team that I think has got the schedule ready, and they got that Clemson at home, and that's a big game, boy. There's no question about it. Of course, their uh, their quarterback, uh, who set all sorts of records, graduated. So they've got Tommy DeVito as their quarterback. Uh, saw a little bit of action last year. We'll see what happens this year. You know, the quarter. It's always. You never know. I mean, there's no preseason like there is in in the NFL. So until they get in there, you really don't know what you have. Exactly, and especially offensively. Offenses are way behind the defense early in the season. That's why in the first game I picked my Florida win and the first team to 17 win and then a close-scoring game because the defenses are way ahead of the offense. How about looking at any of the other teams? Virginia Tech, you think they've got, aside from Syracuse, Clemson, who else in the ACC should we be watching? Virginia Tech? You, you, no, I think you got to watch out for Virginia, too. Either Virginia Tech or Virginia is, is a, the next team there. But I think right now, if it's be Clemson, Miami, Florida State, and Syracuse, those four teams are the best teams in the conference, I think, right now. You know, it's amazing because everybody thinks ACC, basketball conference. I think by Clemson yeah. really excelling, it's made the other – I mean, look at Syracuse has gotten better. You know, Virginia Tech's yeah. always been good. But uh, yeah. Virginia, I think it's actually made all the other teams better. A rising tide lifts all boats. And I think by Clemson being good, that's really elevated the conference for every team. I think the, the ACC needs Florida State to be great like it used to be. When Florida State was really good – and then Clemson came on. That was a top conference because he had two great football teams. I think Florida State needs to get back if if ACC is going to go ahead. Does Florida State have the right coach in there, Lee? Yes, I think their coach is it. I think he needs more players. And I think the biggest problem he has is the quarterback. But they, they named Blackman the new quarterback and the team's behind him. I think Florida State has skilled people and talent players, if they put it all together, they could be a football team that, that uh, challenges Clemson. Well, Jimbo Fisher definitely left the cupboard dry. We will continue our college football preview with Lee Corso of ESPN next. Never miss a minute of the show when you download the Cigar Dave mobile app for Apple, Android, and Kindle devices. You can listen to our 24-7 continuous stream of the latest show or download the recent podcasts to listen to anytime on your mobile device. Get the Cigar Dave mobile app in the App Store. Search Cigar Dave. 
1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. ESPN College Football Game Day every Saturday morning. We get ready, and the man who is the flagship broadcaster for ESPN College Football Game Day, the great Lee Corso, as we continue our college football preview. Lee, real quickly, before we get into the SEC, how did you get the gig at ESPN? There's a great story that I remember you told me, you told everyone a while back, but you were a college football coach. You were at Louisville for a number of years. But how did you get the gig? How did you get the call way back? I think I started off with the United States Football League. I got the head coaching job in Orlando Renegades of the United States Football League. And everybody at ESPN wanted to televise the ESPN games in, in Orlando because it was in the middle of the wintertime. And so I think I did more, 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 more games in the USFL than anybody else. And I, I got a chance to talk to those people and be, be on the show, and I was on the show. And I think, I think that gave me the, the uh, foot, in, uh, foot into the job. And it was by being the head coach at the University of the uh, USFL, I got to be uh, associated with ESPN, and I think that's how I got the job. Well, and it's interesting because initially you were uh, – didn't you do uh, the, the uh, color commentary – during yeah. the games, and then sure, and I then did. it kind of transitioned into the studio role. Yeah, well, I started off with Mike Tirico, Kirk Hershey, and I did Thursday night football, and uh, for for about five years, it was traveling all over. And then we did Saturday. Kirk and I did Saturday games too. It was Thursday and Saturday for we years, and but uh, Mike and and uh, Kirk and I did that, and then Mike went on. The bigger things, and so did Kirk, and I went to the studio. Fantastic, and it's been how many years now? At least, what, 30 years, right? <laughs> yeah, it's been a long time. It's, it's like stealing. I've been stealing from those people at ESPN. <laughs> don't tell them I've been stealing from them. They, I, um, it's funny. I, I, I travel first class to a game. I see the best game. I talk a little football, and they, and they pay me. 
pay. They pay. They, they pay exactly. You got them snookeredly. But you know what's amazing to me is that even with young people, I mean, 18, 19, 20-year-old kids on college campuses, you are the number one draw. You well, are it. I don't That's nice of you to say. Thank you very much. I, I think it is because a lot, it's funny. I, I run into people now. Guys pretty old, maybe 40 years old, and say they've been watching me all their lives. <laughs> I, said, <laughs> I think it, that's well, the secret. How long and anybody else? In fact, I'm trying to beat Amos Alonzo Stagg's record. He was on until he was 93 years old coaching football. I might you know be what? his record. You very well may. I think the way you're going, Lee, you very well may. Well, I know one thing. <laughs> You've definitely set the record for the uh, most senior person to ever don a mascot head. That is in the Guinness well, Book that, of World Records. You've got that one covered. Say, I'm the only I'm the only guy you know that puts makes a living putting something on his head. <laughs> Can you believe that? I put well, that you, thing on my head and I get paid for it. Holy mackerel. You are definitely stealing. All right, let's take a look at the SEC. Uh you know, when you look at the SEC again, we, it starts and ends, I, I think, with Alabama. But you got to look at Georgia. Yeah. Kirby Smart, again, yeah. a Nick Saban disciple's done a great job. Alabama and Georgia are head and shoulders better than anybody. But you got to watch out for the West with LSU. LSU's got a really fine football team, especially defensively. But the biggest problem, they got to go to Alabama. But Texas A&M with Jumbo first year is really coming along. They, they could be one of the best teams in the country in a year or two. So I think the SEC is head and shoulders above everybody else. Well, and, you know, it's interesting because the SEC, you know, you think, you know, it's southeast, but it is such a national draw. I mean, I remember being out on the West Coast uh, in Los Angeles and – Everybody early in the morning. I mean, the games start there at uh, what nine ten in the morning, and it's incredible. Yes. People and even the, the the national game on CBS at three o'clock noon Pacific. Yeah, everybody is tuned in to that SEC game. It is really an incredible powerhouse that they have they have developed. But you know, you never know what can happen because the teams are so good that they slug each other out. I mean, we've seen Alabama lose and still end up winning a national championship. Absolutely. But in, in the secret is, is, of the SEC is success breeds success. The more you win, the more the players want to go there. And the more players want to go there, the better it is. That's why success breeds success. All right, let's take a look at the Big Ten. You know what the best part of, especially for an Indiana Hoosier fan and a former Indiana coach is you, you know what the best part of preseason is? They are tied for number one in their division, the Big Ten East, at 0-0, zero and zero, which probably could be the only time they're going to be tied for first in the, entire, in the entire season. But when we take a look at the Big Ten, let's first of all look at the East. I mean, when you look at the East, you got Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, Penn State. That is one tough conference, division. It's probably the toughest conference besides the SEC West. The Big Ten, and um, I, I like Ohio State. Everybody's kind of questioning them, but listen, Michigan has lost to Ohio State seven straight years. Seven straight. Now let me tell you, Ohio State, and Michigan both get great players, but Michigan has lost to them 
recruits, great recruits. Michigan's lost to them seven straight times. You know what that tells me? Ohio State does a better job of developing their players to their potential than the Big Blue. There's no question in my mind. If that was any other coach besides Jim Harbaugh, Lee, he would be fired yeah. for not winning for Ohio State seven years or whatever seven it is, five years, years however, he, he however lost, many he years. Lost, he's lost four in a row, but uh, they've lost seven straight years. Now, let me tell you one thing. So Everybody talks about Alabama. Well, they get the best players. They not only get the best players, Alabama does the best job of developing their players to their potential. Alabama takes a good player and makes them a great player. And I think that's what Ohio State does over Michigan. All right, when we look at the Big Ten West, you've got Wisconsin, uh, Nebraska, and Iowa that are ranked. Nebraska had a tough season last year. You think they'll be better this year? Oh, Nebraska is my surprise team in the Big Ten. Nebraska won four of the last six games, and they got a real good. And and Scott Frost is a tremendous football coach. He went from six and seven to thirteen and zero in two years at UCF. He can do the same thing. I think Nebraska will be the other team in the Big Ten championship game with Ohio State. You know, and, and when you look at teams, you know, when Frost took over Nebraska, the cupboard was bare. You look yeah. at uh, yeah. uh, at Florida State, Syracuse, Dino Babers. It takes – you can't just come in. It's not like basketball where you have one good recruiting year, get two maybe two good players, and you can turn it around. It really – it's like moving a battleship. It can take – I remember Dick McPherson at Syracuse when I was a student there. It took him five years to really turn that program around, but when he did – you know, for the next 15, 17 years, it was really moving along. So it takes a while, and everybody got on Scott Frost last year. When the cupboard's bare, it takes a while. you got to hit bottom, and then you got to rebuild it. So I agree with you. I think he'll do a good job. Let's look at the Big 12, Lee. You've got Iowa State. The Cyclones are ranked. Oklahoma every year is tough. Texas in the top 10. How do you see that one shaking out? Well, I, I think it's still Texas and Ohio State. I mean, uh, Oklahoma, excuse me. Jalen Hurts is taking over an Oklahoma team that's got plenty of talent. The, the Al- Oklahoma's problem last year was their defense. They've got a new de- defensive coach named Alex Grinch, who was at Washington State last year, and who drew a terrific job. I think Oklahoma State, because of that change in defensive coaches, will win. But they'll have to beat... Texas and Iowa State, they're the two best teams in the league. All right, so you, you, you think Oklahoma's going to take the Big 12? Yeah, I think Oklahoma will take it because they got more talent than everybody else. And I think the new defensive coach will be a difference in making them better. Let's go out to the West Coast. The Pac-10 back in the day, now it's the Pac-12. But back in the day, the Pac-10, USC, UCLA, Washington. You know, you had some incredible – UCLA. That was a really a powerhouse conference. It has really fallen off the map over the last, I don't know, five, seven years. There's still some great teams in there, but the conference overall has had some major issues. Part of it is because they start their games later. They don't get exposure on the rest of the country. People are in bed often by the time some of the good games are going on. But that's a conference that sometimes gets overlooked. But, you know, you've got Oregon that has been a top 10 
selection. Stanford's been in the top 20, top 25. Washington, Washington State is back. Uh, Utah is ranked this year. So you've got some changes going on there. But you look at USC and UCLA, Colorado, they've kind of fallen off by the wayside. Yes, I, I, um, my surprise team in the country is Utah. I think Utah has got a, a surprise team because they play great defense and they've got just enough offense to win the games. I think Utah, in fact, will be in. I think Utah is going to be in the playoffs this year. And I think they'll surprise everybody in the country because nobody picks them. But I think they're good enough to can, with a kicking game to be, uh, beat everybody in that conference. Well, that's one thing about surprise, that's my surprise team of the year, Utah. The Utah Utes. I think the last time they were ranked was when Urban Meyer was the head coach. Correct, and they were very, very good then. And well, they're better now. Well, the re- here's one thing people don't know: the reason that the Utah Utes football players all get seven complimentary tickets to the game is so they have one for each of their seven wives. Bada bing. <laughs> no, no, no. All right. I'm going to say that. Wait a minute. Before you said that, I didn't say that. I know. I knew you were going to tell me I that. Know, I did say I, it. I, I just take... want you to know you're awful controversial, Cigar Dave. Yes, I, I am, I, Lee. I There's, but, listen, and, and, as, and back, the only thing that happened. It, it is in Utah as much as it is BYU, isn't it? I, I lump the whole state together, Lee. Utah, BYU, <laughs> anywhere anywhere in, in, in Utah, is it's all one big homogenous state to me. It's all the same thing. Yes, I hope you're not going out there anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> we actually have an affiliate out there, but they know that I'm, I'm doing it in, in jest. All right, let's take a look at some of the other uh, non-Power 5 conferences. Let's take a look at the American Conference because uh, when yeah. you look there, you got UCF, the Central Florida Knights, in your backyard. They're ranked number 17. Uh, I always like watching Navy. I don't care if they're ranked or not. I just I like watching Navy. Uh, Sergeant Steve's an alum of Cincinnati. They always play tough every year. South Florida's in that uh, in that uh, conference. So you never know. There always can be a team or two that maybe pull out of there. And UCF, with their speed and skill, is that they should be the cream of that crop. But that, I tell you, they got Memphis is had a pretty good team. As I said before, Houston is a team I think you've got to worry about. But I think UCF, they're very, very good. Let me tell you something. Those guys can play. They got a real tough game real quick. They play Stanford at home. And that's a big game for them because that's a big game for the, for the pressure of the conference. If they could beat Stanford, that'd be they're on their way. Let's look at the MAC conference. Uh, the Buffalo Bulls last year, you know, had a magnificent uh, run. Uh, Lance Leipold, who turned that program around as well, they're looking for big things uh, for the Buffalo Bulls, and he's a coach to watch, Lee. I'm telling you right now, they resigned him, but I'm telling you, some larger school is going to come hunting for him because he's done a great job. But the MAC always has some pretty good uh, teams and some players that get drafted in the NFL. I like Ohio University. To me, it's a great, it's a great story. Frank Solich was a coach in Nebraska, then took over the in Athens, Ohio, Ohio University, and he has constantly built a very, very good program. I think they're probably one of the best football teams in the country that nobody's ever heard about. Ohio University, Frank Solich, the coach. 
Well, there's been some pretty good quarterbacks uh, coming out of the MAC. A one Ben Roethlisberger comes to mind. Yeah. Uh, really good Chad Pennington came out of there. There are some pretty good players that come out of the MAC. That's a pretty tough conference. Uh, it doesn't get a lot of uh, the love that some of the other conferences, but it still gets. Uh, there's no question about it. There's some good players that no come question. out of and coaches too that that come out of yeah. there and end up moving to bigger schools. All right. When we come back for our final and concluding segment of this edition of the Cigar Dave Show and our college football preview with Lee Corso. We will take a look at some key games and the bowl matchup. We'll preview that as we wrap it up right around the corner on this Labor Day weekend. The General is now on Instagram. Follow him for pictures of the latest cigars, libations, and what he's enjoying during the show. (laughs) That could be interesting, and we'll have to block out some faces. Go to Instagram and search Cigar Day. Hi, this is Rocky Patel. I'm here with my brother Nish and my cousin Nimish, and we're talking cigars. Guess what? They want me to vote on what my favorite cigar is. It's tough, but I'm going to go with the Decade. I love it. It's rich, decadent, and smooth. Rocky, you know what? The Decade's a great cigar, but the 15th anniversary, that's the cigar. That celebrated your 15 years in business, and I got to tell you, it's my favorite. You know what, Nish and Rocky? You both are wrong. The best cigar is Freedom by Rocky Patel. This cigar delivers a lot of spice, a lot of flavor, and in my opinion, it's the best cigar we make. As usual, we can't agree. But guess what? There's a great cigar for everyone. I promise you, nobody works harder than we do to make you a great quality cigar. Come visit us at RockyPatel.com. Surgeon General Warning. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. As cigar connoisseurs, we love to find new cigars. We love to go into the humidor and hunt for the latest and greatest. Well, I do the work for you because as the man in charge of the Cigar Dave Officers Club, I am always scouting what is new, what is exciting, what is hot. At the Premium Cigar Association convention, I found a brand new boutique cigar manufacturer that was the star of the show, Nova Cigars. We're featuring three of their super premium fantastic cigars in our August 2019 Officers Club selection. We're featuring the Platinum Nova Salt and a beautiful box press torpedo with a San Andreas wrapper. The Personal Reserve Leo X, nice, spicy, tasty cigar. And the Platinum Nova Classic, very rich. Three great cigars from Nova Cigar. You'll be amongst the first in the country to enjoy these. Become a member of the Cigar Dave Officers Club. Go to CigarDave.com, $22.95 per month. Gets you great cigars. <laughs> That would be the Syracuse fight song, if I'm not mistaken. Correct, Sergeant Steve? Yes, indeed, my Syracuse Orange Man. What's the name of that? Do we know? I can't even remember. I'm an alum. I should know this. Isn't it Roll, Roll Down the Field or something along those lines? There you go. Close enough. Close enough. And we're joined by Lee Corso, final segment. All right, let's look at some key games. First of all, opening weekend, Lee. I mean, today is it. Even though it was really last Saturday, but there's some big games going on. First of all, we've got Auburn, Oregon at AT AT&T Stadium in Dallas. Big. 
and I'll be there, and that's going to be a great game. It's got the Auburn defense and a new quarterback named Nix. He, they, they're going to be good. But I tell you what, Oregon is the cream of the crop in the, in the Pac-12, and they got a quarterback, and Hubert is a good player. I, I expect I, – I always go with the Ducks. You know me. The Ducks are my favorite, and I, uh, I will pick the Oregon team in that one. Quack, quack. Then we've got Clemson, Georgia Tech. <laughs> That actually, yeah. uh, actually, wait, that, that already took place. So so we've already got that one down. But uh, Oklahoma, Houston, that should be another interesting game. Yes, it should be with Dana Overson. Uh, I, I think Oklahoma's got an edge here because they got speed and they got experience. And that quarterback, Hurts, is, he played a lot of games at Alabama. He will be a good quarterback. I, I don't think he'll do as well as Murray and Mayfield, who will both win the Heisman, but he'll be very, very good. All right, let's brief real quickly through some key games upcoming uh, next week. LSU-Texas should be an interesting game. That's one that will be there, too, and that's LSU's defense against Texas at home. That should be a great game. Hitting, tremendous hitting game. That'd be a tough game. I I, I, I can't call that one. I'm put a head on it. But uh, LSU-Texas is a great game. September 7th, Texas A&M at Clemson. That's going to be a good one. Oh, man, that should be something. Now, I, I tell you what, I was at the Texas A&M game against Clemson last year in the second game, and they had Clemson beat. And in fact, it was an interception in the, in the end zone in the last play of the game or something. They won the game for Clemson. That's a tough ball game. The, Clemson will not be waiting, will be, be waiting for that one. They, they're not going to be... Uh, caught by surprise. All right, and another. This is going to be a great one. September twenty first, Notre Dame at Georgia. Whoa, man! Between the edges, it'd be SEC against Notre Dame. Notre Dame's got a good football team. Got a great quarterback and name, and name Book Ivan Book, and uh, they, they'll give uh, Georgia pr- problems. But uh, Georgia's tough to beat at Georgia. Be tough to the average to win that game. All right, and then we've got, uh, let me see here, another good game should be Notre Dame at Michigan, October 26th. Oh, that's, that's too far in advance for me to pick, things, but I, <laughs> I know one thing. I tell you one thing, it depends a lot on how Michigan's playing. If they're not having a good season, they'll be tough, but if they're losing the loss of Kimber games, they'll be down. All right, and then uh, looking even further, we got Georgia, Florida, and then LSU, Alabama. That's way, way down. A lot of things can change. Let's take a look at uh, some of the bowl previews because it all wraps up January seventh, two thousand twenty. Twenty twenty. I can't believe that national championship yeah. game uh, in uh, Santa Clara, where the Forty ers play, and that is that's the big one. Then you got the Cotton Bowl and the Orange Bowl. Oh, oh is it New Orleans? No, uh, Santa Clara oh, was last year. That was last year. I'm I'm a year behind. Yeah. Okay, so New Orleans, New Orleans, Lee. New Orleans. Who's it? Who's yeah. it gonna be? I think uh, the four teams that'll make the conference championships are Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, and Utah. Utah is my surprise team, and I think Utah will beat Clemson maybe, and uh, Alabama will win. So the Alabama versus Utah for the national championship. Alabama wins it. Alabama, let me tell you why. Instead of a chip on her shoulder from last year, Alabama's playing with a boulder. 
Those guys are hungry. I go with Alabama. Here's my prediction, Lee. I'm not going to give you the championship game, but I'm going to tell you my Syracuse game are going to be playing in a New Year's Day bowl. I am telling oh, you, I think this could be the year. Now, here's some here's some wait, here's some teams we overlooked. Okay. The Rhode Island School of Design NADS. I think they've got the NADS have a big opportunity this year. What do you think about that, Lee? Who's their quarterback? I have no clue. But listen, any team that's named that's Nads, why, go that's Nads. Why I, that's why I asked you. All right, the and then and then the, the and then the banana slugs of Cal Santa Cruz. <laughs> hey, that could be a hidden sleeper. Hey Lee, it is always a delight to have you on. So you are Thank predicting you. Alabama and Utah. Not so fast, my friend, on that one, Lee. I'm not sure about that, but it's always great to have I'll you be, on. Obviously, if I the 151 to do nothing to win that game. But I tell you what, watch out right, for we, Utah. I, I, all right, okay. I got to wrap it up. But Lee, great having you on. Have a great season. Enjoy the cigars. Cigar Dave, the General. Football is back. Mayor Humidor always be full. Mayor Cutter always be sharp. Mayor Ashby extra extra long. Separate electation. Always pleasure. Go Syracuse Orange men. Football is back. Happy Labor Day weekend.